little bit of Bieber. I do the same thing. I told you that I never would. I told you I changed. Even when I knew I never could. Know that I can't find nobody else as good as you. I need you to stay. Need you to stay. Hey. I get drunk. Wake up. I'm wasted. And it's National Beer Day. Wow. I'll be fucked up if you can be right. I do the same thing. I told you that I never would. I told you I Alright, well it's Jake with Radio Underland coming in hot with the news live somewhere sometime on this National Beer Day, which I will definitely be celebrating later. I have the night off, so I am going to celebrate National Beer Day. I'm going up to the mountains. I'm going up to Lake Arrowhead, Lake Arrowhead Brewery, favorite spot of mine. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you happen to catch it, you can go meet me up there. Anyways, a lot of stuff going on in the news today, uh, as there always is in this crazy country of, of ours. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel is under fire. He is under fire because he made a joke. He made a joke against hold on hold on let me tell you who it was hang on, hang on let's, let's get this up let's get this up because it was a uh congresswoman let me see uh uh, uh, uh it was representative marjorie taylor green right okay so marjorie taylor green who recently just uh, uh put put a bunch of people on blast uh mitt romney and everything called him pro pedophile because they support uh that new chick that's going to the supreme court okay so she's a republican She's very militant. She's got jokes of her own, calling people pedophile supporters, etc. Uh, but what she got upset about and reported to the Capitol Police was this joke by Jimmy Kimmel. Now, let's see if we can get it up here real quick. That are uh, in the House, like Marjorie Taylor Greene. This woman, Klan mom, is especially upset <laughs> with the three Republican senators who said they'll vote yes on Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson, who's nominated for the Supreme Court. She tweeted, Murkowski, Collins, and Romney are pro-pedophile. They just voted for KBJ. Wow, where is Will Smith when you really need him, huh? Besides that being disgusting. That's pretty much it. That's what he said, and she started reporting it to the Capitol Police. Um, Little little, little thin skin there, wouldn't you say? After you just called three people uh, pro-pedophile. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Mr. Kimmel came back and he did this tweet right here. You can see it on my screen. And he, he just he just reposted what she posted. And, and he said, officer, I'd like to report a joke. So Jimmy Kimmel, it doesn't appear that he's quaking in his boots. But this uh, this soft skin, soft brained Republican Marjorie, um, she's going after Jimmy Kimmel for his joke. Come on. Is Will Smith? Where's Will Smith when you need him? Is that really like threatening to the point where you need to report it to the Capitol Police? Huh? Huh? I mean, I guess I could read this article in its entirety. So, uh, someone made a semi-edgy joke and someone got mad. It happened at the Oscars. Now it's happening in the Hall of Congress. The people that we elect to represent us. The rational people that we elect to represent us. Well, Jimmy Kimmel made a joke on his late night show about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Not only did Greene not enjoy it, she decided to report him to the authorities. Ah, sore loser. Sore loser. I wonder what else she reports to the authorities. You know what I mean? Somebody rips off the, the the tag on their mattress that says do not remove. Does she report them too? What a freaking baby, man. The joke combined two hot topics, the increasingly deranged troubling attack on the LGBTQIA plus community by the far right and Will Smith, Chris Rock, Oscar slap. 
Green, like many in the GOP, is angry at Ketanji Brown-Jackson, the first black woman ever nominated to the Supreme Court. Some tried bizarrely to make her look soft on pedophiles. She's not. And even the National Review debunked that one. Yeah, that's that's one story. I mean, I've seen that story flying around about her being soft on pedophiles, and I've had no interest whatsoever to even pursue that rabbit hole of news. But there we go. There is Jimmy Kimmel uh, getting reported to Capitol Police, you know, the almighty inspiring Capitol Police that couldn't stop a guy in a buffalo hat from going into the House or Senate, whatever it was. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to do a lot about this. Anyways, there's a Russian oligarch. And uh, he's the same one. Let's see. What is he? He owns the uh, soccer, uh, football. Uh, he owns the Chelsea football team. Anyways, uh, you got to feel sorry for this guy. You got to feel sorry for this guy because he is literally begging, begging his millionaire Hollywood friends for million-dollar loans because uh, this Russian oligarch, Roman Abramovich, is begging pals to lend him $1 million to pay his staff. Now, let me let you guess how much this guy's staff cost him weekly. Russian oligarch Roman Ambrov Ambrovich has been begging his Hollywood and U.S. power broker friends to each lend him $1 million to keep him afloat as his assets are frozen by worldwide authorities. Page six has exclusively learned that the Chelsea football club owner whose bank accounts are frozen in the U.S. and U.K. is desperately alms for the poor, alms for the poor. You know, he's going to get a little freeway sign off a of Beverly off a of Rodeo Drive asking for a million dollars. Anyways, he's desperately asking for loans from his prominent and powerful friends to maintain his whispered seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar a week staff payroll. Which includes the minions that are uh, take care of his boat there that we can see in the picture. Uh, poor guy. Poor guy. I mean, I, I can't imagine being, you know, so rich and so broke at the same time where you can't survive you you have to i mean i feel sorry for the people that work do i feel sorry for him no i you know it's uh you know it's it's it's, it's okay it does this guy deserve to have his bank accounts frozen he's a russian russian oligarch i don't know it kind of depends on what his ties with russia are obviously he's russian um, but I don't think people should be just slammed just because they're rush in. I saw another article about a Chanel store. Uh, there were some, uh, wealthy Russians that were going in there to buy purses and they wouldn't uh, serve them. I, it was just an allegation. I saw it on, I didn't investigate it, but this guy here, uh, obviously he's probably a billionaire. I mean, if you have almost a million dollar a week payroll, geez, that's a lot of money. Um, but He's begging his friends. So who is he begging? He's begging, uh, let's see. Uh, one of them was uh, the Rothschild family. Um, uh, Hollywood producer and director Brett Ratner. Now, th no, th it's reported that nobody's given him any money. And uh, apparently people have questions of whether that voids international law by giving this guy a million-dollar donation. But just to be in that spot where you're so wealthy that you have the balls to ask your friends for a million bucks, hey, you know, like, it's just like one of us going into a bar and I say, hey, let me borrow 10 bucks. No, let me borrow a million bucks. Interesting. Whatever. I mean, I'm sure he's going to survive. He's going to survive one way or another. I mean, I'm not too concerned about it. Uh, so that's going on. What else do we have going on? Let me minimize my screen. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Oh, yeah. This is a cool story. 
it's 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 a it's a publicity stunt, but it's still a cool story nonetheless. So, Governor Greg Abbott, and uh, so if you don't know our border, there's been this whole thing that's been in place. Uh, Trump put it in place, and due to the pandemic, that the border patrol agents have had this right to deny people at the border, even people that are seeking asylum. They've had the right to just turn them away and not let them cross. And that's kept the influx at our borders kind of somewhat, even though it's been insane, it's been it's 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 it caused a speed bump. Well, that speed bump is getting lifted and the governor of Texas is not happy about it at all. So what is he planning on doing? He's planning on loading up a bunch of buses and taking as many people as he can that come over the border straight to Washington, D.C. and dropping them off there. Uh, the transvestite capital of the world, transsexual capital of America. Uh, so that's what he's planning on doing. Now, this is definitely a publicity stunt. Does it solve anything? Probably not. Um, but, you know, the numbers in this article that I'm reading is they expect this new uh, where they can't turn people away for asylum. They expect at the at the borders, the borders of Mexico for an influx of up to 18,000 people per day. 18,000 people per day. Now. I don't know how you feel about immigration, but I'll tell you what, 18,000 people coming over here illegally per day, that's going to put a tax on the system. It already has. It already has. It's put a tax on our schools. It's put our tax on our medical, uh, uninsured drivers, the whole nine yards. But what they're claiming is 18,000 people per day. Now, Leah Thomas, the famous uh, uh, she-male swimmer, the he-man of women's sports, uh, she, there was the uh, a swimmer that she tied with, Leah Thomas tied with, and she had an interesting story to say because we've heard we've heard a lot in the news about, um, for the most part, NCAA swimmers support Leah Thomas and her crossover into the uh, women's athletics, and we're all sitting back going, nah, nah, bullshit. I know these universities are progressive and they're teaching people and all yada 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 yada. But they cannot be that progressive where they're totally okay with a man coming in there with his dick rudder and swimming against them in the women's pools. And so this swimmer, this female swimmer, her name is uh, da, 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 Riley Gaines. Uh, she's speaking out and she says she's speaking out for a large majority of female athletes regarding the Leah Thomas. And she had an interesting story here about how she tied Leah Thomas for fifth place, but the NCAA officials made sure that Leah Thomas, because they only had one fifth place trophy, Leah Thomas was holding the fifth place trophy and uh, because, you know, she's the media attention, et cetera. So here, let's check this out real quick. And it's, it's kind of long, but it's worth a listen. So college swimming has been in the news and not simply because it's an interesting athletic contest. Riley Gaines is a college swimmer from Kentucky. She's biologically female. At the women's 200-meter freestyle event at the NCAA Swimming Championships, the NCAA forced Gaines to compete against a biological male called Leah Thomas. You're seeing that race on your screen now. Remarkably, Gaines tied Thomas despite the obvious disadvantage for fifth place. But she says the NCAA has badly mishandled virtually every aspect of this competition. We've been trying for months to get college swimmers on the show to talk about what they think about what's happening. None have accepted except Riley Gaines. We're grateful for that. She joins us now. Riley Gaines, thanks so much for coming on. Um, so d I'll just let you talk. Tell us what you think of your experience at this event. Yeah, hi, Tucker. Thank you so much for having me and oh, just giving me this opportunity to 
speak for myself and so many other women athletes out there who you know, aren't as fortunate as me and have kind of been told they're not allowed to talk about it. And so thank you so much for that. But yeah, like you said, um, me and Leah just recently tied at the NCAA championships. Um, and honestly, I think the NCAA handled everything extremely poorly, um, starting from when we finished and I went behind the podium to um, collect my fifth place trophy. And, you know, they kind of blatantly told me that Leah would hold the fifth place trophy and that I could pose with the sixth place trophy um, for photos um, and would be mailed a fifth place trophy in the mail. So. so not only are they allowing a biological male to compete in a women's competition, they're promoting that male over biological females who are competing. That's what I'm reading from what you said. Right. Um, and when I kind of questioned it, you know, I asked him, is there a reason why you're giving Leah the trophy? He just explained to me that we're giving it in chronological order. And I questioned him again, you know, what, what does that mean? We tied. What are we being chronological about? Um, and he kind of blatantly said, we're just going to give the trophy to Leah. Um, we respect and admire your swim, but Leah needs to hold the trophy. In other words, so shut up, don't I ask questions. I was baffled, really. Yeah. Right. I was shocked. And I know all the other swimmers um, who were standing by and listening to this were also shocked. And I was standing right next to Leah, and she heard it all. And so it was kind of just really baffling that this could happen. And I know the NCAA wasn't prepared for a situation like this, um, which just tells me when they were faced with it, they protected such a small minority and turned their back on, you know, what the organization in Title IX really stands for. Boom. There well, you go. You know, That's about it. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's kind of just the whole backhanded kind of just uh, uh, the the publicity, the, the, the NCAA. I don't I mean, you know who knows who these people were that were actually uh, making these decisions, but it's just weird. It's just weird. The whole movement and this movement by the NCAA to make this uh, okay. It, it's, it's, it's odd. It's odd. I mean, I think people need to jump on board. If I was in a sports organization or a scout for NCAA, I mean, I think I would, I would venture into this and I would definitely take advantage of it. I would definitely get the first all female, all dicks, you know, football team, soccer team uh, to just dominate women's sports. If if I was out there, I would be drafting transsexuals, uh, um, balls intact, make sure they made it through puberty so they have that advantage of the extra testosterone, uh, bone density, and et cetera in their in their genes. And I I would just go out after it and I would make me an all transgender team. Um, I would I would have the first all female dick wagon soccer team in existence in NCAA sports, and I would just dominate the fuck out of these bitches. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Um, I, and, and, you know, and I go and put a shit ton of money on myself in Vegas, Pete Rose style to win and uh, call it a day and retire a billionaire and not loan that Roshan oligarch a million dollars. That's that's what I would do. So I know there's somebody out there that's thinking it. There's there's got to be some scouts. There's got to be some scouts at some of these schools that are just looking, looking through the roster and they're looking for transgender athletes to come in and dominate sports. I mean, it's kind of hilarious. It's kind of hilarious in a way. It's very South Park. It's very National Lampoons. But at the same time, why not? If you can do it, you want to win? Hell, let's do it. I mean, let's talk about like team sports like that. If you, you know, uh, we've seen it in track and field, which is, you know, get you an all male dick swinging drag queen track team. 
and let's just go to town and let's dominate these sports. It's it's absurd. It's ridiculous. But if the if if the officials in charge want to play by these rules, why not jump in there and let's do it? Well, I mean, what are they going to do? What are they going to do if uh, UNLV and USC and UCLA start putting together all these drag blazing track athletes and relay races or all drag transsexual soccer teams that just dominate? Well, they're going to have to do something, right? But until then, until then, let's do it. If they want to be absurd, let's be absurd. Balls to the walls, balls, transsexual balls to the walls. Let's just let's just freaking do it. I'm 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 a okay on that. Um, and now there's a new story out there, and this is the headline here. Let me let me show you the headline because this headline is kind of misleading, and I hate for it to be misleading when it's involving somebody that is just so um basically an angel. So Dolly Parton, here's the headline. Dolly Parton's old property turned venue offers free weddings to couples impacted by wildfires. Okay, so they're kind of cashing in on Dolly Parton's name. Uh, but Dolly Parton. She is an amazing woman, you know, um, she is, you know, she's, she's probably the only woman that has bosoms big enough to handle the sucklings, uh, uh of giving free shit to, uh, almost as much as the, uh, government and the, the, the sucklings, sapling sucklings that are on the government tit. Uh, she's amazing. She's the, she's the matriarch of massive mammaries. Um, the, the woman who drag Queens emulate, you know, she's just a phenomenal person, but she's done a lot of amazing things. And I could joke about her large breasticles, but um, she really has done a lot of amazing, amazing things. And I want to take this time right now to highlight uh, some of the things that she's done as long as my search engine can, uh, you know, pull this up. Anyways, Dolly Parton, and this is just highlighting just 10 things that Dolly Parton has done where she's literally been a massively breasted angel. Um, you know, she was one of the first people to donate $1 million to the research for the Moderna vaccine. Um, she jumped on that real early. Uh, during the pandemic, she was reading children's bedtime stories. And uh, then she started the Imagination Library. And, and this is something that's huge. And I'm going to read this whole paragraph right here. Uh, since its inception in 1995, Parton's Children's Literacy Program, the Imagination Library, has grown into an international organization that reaches all 50 states as well as Canada, Australia, and the United Kingdom. Her inspiration for the Imagination Library comes from her father's illiteracy and the lack of reading resources in her hometown. Before her, daughter, her father died in 2000, he told Parton that this project was probably the most important thing she'd ever done. In 2018, the Imagination Library celebrated the delivery of its 100 millionth book. And every month, her, this organization that she runs sends out over 1 million books to children under the age of five. I mean, that's a great thing. You know what I mean? She supports her hometown. Uh, she's had COVID resources set up in her hometown. She has, you know, work programs. She's done all kinds of things. Um, she created a My People Fund uh, way back uh, after the Gatlinburg fires. And with that fund, they gave $10,000 to 900 families that were affected uh, by the uh, fires in Gatlinburg. Uh, she does speak out about the rights of others. Uh, you know what? And this is one crazy thing that I saw that I had no clue of Dolly Parton's involvement. Uh, her production company is the ones that put out Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, 
Parton's production company, Sand Dollar Productions, was responsible for producing Buffy the Vampire Slayer, for which she is an uncredited producer. Sand Dollar also produced the Buffy the Vampire Slayer film that came out in 1992 and didn't let the film's poor reception prevent it from becoming one of the most enduring shows of the 90s. Parton and her former manager, Sandy Gallen's belief in the storyline pushed them to seek production for a full television series. The show's heroine, uh, whatever, yada, 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 yada. Uh, she's got a bald eagle reserve. She has a bald eagle reserve for eagles that cannot be released into the wild. Um, let's see. What else has she done? Well, she kept her song, I Will Always Love You, from being sang by Elvis Presley, who wanted half the royalties off of it and saved it for Whitney Houston. Uh, so that's not. But there, there's so many things that she's done. Dolly Parton is a, a true. She's a true American, you know, kind of uh, the, 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 the role model of what people, people in her position, people of influence. I mean, she's, she's, she's just great. But this, uh, this article that came up talking about her property being used as a wedding venue for people impacted by the wildfires in Tennessee, uh, it's kind of a sham because she sold that property. It was her, her mom and dad's property and she sold it to a family friend. And it's basically the family friend that is trying to do these, uh, weddings, but still, nonetheless, they use Dolly Parton's name on it. And, uh, you know, if you were impacted by fires in Tennessee, you can get married for free at uh, this Dolly Parton formerly owned uh, residence of her parents. But, you know, whatever. She's still she's still a beast now. OK, now this 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 is interesting. Let me pull up these two stories. OK, you know, we've done we've we've seen the the clips before of news agencies repeating the same thing redundantly. I forget what it was, but we all saw those clips where it was the same propaganda by 50 different news agencies preaching the exact same thing. Well, there's, I don't know where Democrats get the memo of what to be publishing on their social media, but let's take a look at this. Hillary Clinton. Well, I've tested positive for COVID. I've got some mild cold symptoms, but I'm feeling fine. I'm more grateful I'm more grateful than ever for the protection vaccines can provide against serious illness. Please get vaccinated and boosted if you haven't already. Okay. Okay. So if that was a one-off, a one-off post that they're grateful for the protection of the vaccines, go get vaccinated. Okay. Big deal. But then it starts getting weird. Adam Schiff. This evening, I unfortunately tested positive for COVID-19. I'm feeling fine and grateful. Grateful to be vaccinated and boosted in the coming days. I will quarantine and follow CDC guidelines. And remember, please get vaccinated. Okay. So that's Adam Schiff. Now let's go to another one. Barack Obama. I just tested positive for COVID. I've had a scratchy throat for a couple days, but I'm feeling fine. Otherwise, Michelle and I, or Michael and I are grateful to be vaccinated and boosted. And she has tested negative. It's a reminder to get vaccinated. If you haven't already, even as he didn't use the word grateful, but it's pretty dang close. Uh, Jen Paskey. Uh, thanks to the vaccine, I've only experienced mild symptoms in alignment with the White House COVID-19 protocols, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, hang on. There's, there's more, there's more. Let me get to it. Let me get to it. Yeah, I know we're loading, we're loading the computer. All right. And then we've got, uh, Sean Frazier. Today I learned I was close contact firm case COVID-19. I am grateful to be vaccinated and have received a booster. Then we've got Douglas Imhoff. I tested positive for COVID-19. My symptoms are mild, and I am grateful to be vaccinated and boosted. Kamala Harris, tested positive for COVID-19. Doug is doing fine. We are grateful to be vaccinated and boosted. Walter Shiznik, 
Today, I tested positive for COVID. So far, I've only experienced mild symptoms. I am grateful that I am double vaccinated. Then, of course, I love these two down here in the corner. I don't know if you can see it, uh, but this John Hogan and Francois-Philippe Champagne, they just copy and pasted the exact same message. They don't have grateful in there, uh, but they both said the exact same. This morning, I tested positive for COVID-19. Fortunately, my symptoms are mild, and that is thanks to being fully vaccinated. I'm following public public health guidelines and isolating and working from home until my symptoms resolve. Uh, you know, it's just okay. It could be, it could be absolutely nothing, right? It could be nothing. Probably is nothing, but I want to make something about it because I believe in conspiracies 100 percent and I want to buy into the fact that there's some secret newsletter that goes to these Democrat whatever's and tells them hey uh by the this is our rhetoric for today can you all please post if you're covid positive can you at least post these world uh, words that you're grateful and fortunately you have mild symptoms thanks to the vaccine i mean that's a lot of people a lot of big players with covid you know posting the exact same words it's just curious 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 the deep state the deep state newsletter how do i get it on the deep state newsletter I want to I want to get the deep state newsletter. I mean, I get all these other newsletters from organizations that I could care less about. I order socks off a website and all of a sudden I get their newsletter a hundred times a day. Come on. I want the deep state newsletter. Anyways, and another story that, you know, we talked about this, but it's 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 making its rounds again. We just hit on it a little too early, uh, but they're talking about the whole term of boycott. Disney is trending. Hashtag boycott. Disney is trending. Here's why. Uh, unless you've been staying completely clear of the news and social media for the past few weeks, you, you know that Walt Disney Company and the state of Florida have been in a heated battle. Florida recently passed a parental rights and education bill, dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill, and Disney has been outspoken in its opposition. Anyways, in a nutshell, what they're getting down to is uh, Disney being woke. Company's motto should be woke before you go broke. And uh, people are just uh, starting to... Uh, you know, really use the hashtag boycott Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Shapiro. He had some very interesting words right here. He tweeted out the other day, your goal as a company should be to, well, I clicked on it. So now I have to wait for it to load before I can finish reading it. Anyways, Ben Shapiro, your goal as a company should be to preserve the innocence of children, not fight against it on behalf of a small radical dick swinging group of employees who need the validation of having their choices validated by kindergartners. That there's so much truth there. And the dick swagging, I added in there, but you can see on the screen what Ben Shapiro actually said. Dick swinging wasn't in there. I added it. Okay. All right. Don't don't freak out. Uh yeah. Yeah. Why so important to indoctrinate the uh kindergartners. Hmm. Hmm. And Walt Disney did hire a new uh public spokesperson. Um, I don't have that story in front of me, but apparently uh Mr. Chapek. Uh, he's not doing a good job of uh, how he handles public uh, 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 PR. And so they hired somebody else, somebody that came from a Democratic campaign perspective. And uh, she's going to be out there to be the mouthpiece of Disney instead of uh, Mr. Chapek, who can't really fight his way out of a paper bag right now. Anyways, I'll tell you what. Let me minimize the screen. I believe that we are 30 minutes in the news. I need to celebrate National Beer Day. And so I need to get out of here. If there's any stories that you'd like to see covered, you can definitely email them to me at jake at radiounderland.com, and we will take a look at this. And when I say we, I'm just talking about me and my split personality. Uh, other than that, I will see you later. You guys have a good one. This is Jake with Radio Underland. Do I have music to play us out? Probably not. So I will see you later. Later.
Oh, okay.